Today in business from Wired. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. In a fake fact era, schools teach the ABCs of news literacy by Izzy Lepowski. Fourteen-year-old Isabel Catalan stares intently at her laptop as she walks me through a recent assignment one sunny morning a few weeks before summer vacation. The studious eighth-grader and I are sitting in a tiny, colorful classroom at Norwood Fontbonne Academy, a small private elementary school in the tree-lined Philadelphia suburbs, which also happens to be my alma mater. In most ways, Norwood feels a lot like I left it nearly twenty years ago. Catalan wears the same plaid kilt and golf shirt combo that I did and lugs her books from class to class in the same blue canvas tote we used to call our daily bags. In the hallway, I pass my old social studies teacher, who's been working here for almost half a century. On a bookshelf in Catalan's classroom, I spot a roughed-up copy of The Face on the Milk Carton that I'm almost certain I checked out from the library sometime around 1999. But in other ways, important ways, the school is radically different. The clunky desktops and overhead projectors have given way to flat screens and laptops in every classroom. And while back then Microsoft Encarta was our main research tool, today Norwood students have a world of information and misinformation ever at their fingertips. Which brings us to Catalan's assignment. On the screen in front of her is a viral tweet written by one Trumpster Marty. Muslims were already banned from the United States. 1952 U.S. law. Retweet. It comes with a screenshot describing the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1952, which barred immigration by anyone who seeks to overthrow the government by force, violence, or other unlawful means. This, by its very definition, rules out Islamic immigration to the United States, the screen grab reads. Catalan, who wears her pin-straight brown hair brushed all the way down her back, pauses for a beat. This one I had to think about, she says. Then she talks it through. I looked at who posted it. Trumpster Marty, she says. The person who posted this wanted you to retweet it. It just doesn't sound accurate. 
She decides the post is fiction, and Checkology, the online platform she's showing me, tells her she's right. Checkology is the latest creation of the News Literacy Project, a nonprofit founded by former Los Angeles Times reporter Alan Miller. Since 2009, the tiny eight-person nonprofit has been working one-on-one with schools to craft a curriculum that teaches students how to be more savvy news consumers. Last year, in an effort to scale its impact, the team bundled those courses into an online portal called Checkology, and almost instantly, demand for the platform spiked. Fake news is nothing new, and its impact on the national conversation is nothing new. But public awareness is very high right now, says Peter Adams, who leads educational initiatives for News Literacy Project. Now, Checkology is being used by some 6,300 public and private school teachers, serving 947,000 students in all 50 states and 52 countries. Norwood began using the program in March, following one of the most frenetic elections in American history. Inspired by the avalanche of alternative facts and fake news they were seeing in their own social media feeds, teachers Lindsey Sachs and Shannon Craig decided to launch a four-month-long course in teaching students to sift fact from fiction online. News has shifted so much. Everyone can be a reporter now," says Sachs, the school's technology teacher. "It's about them realizing you can't take everything at face value. The platform offers lessons on the First Amendment, the difference between branded content and news, and how to distinguish between viral rumors, political and otherwise, and reported facts. Teachers help the kids understand sourcing, bias, transparency, and journalistic ethics." The platform also includes interviews with working journalists such as Matea Gold at the Washington Post, who helped put a face to the boogeyman that has become known as the media. This is no longer something that, if we have time to expose children to, that would be great," says Michelle Siula Lipkin, executive director of the National Association for Media Literacy Education. This is a crisis situation. We do not teach our students enough about what they need to understand about the world they live in. Checkology, she says, is one important tool helping to change that. On the day I returned to my alma mater, the students were categorizing online posts as news, entertainment, propaganda, publicity, advertising, raw information, or opinion. As Crage stood by, thirteen-year-old Catherine Aaron, an eighth grader already dressed in her softball uniform for that day's game, puzzled over a headline from the left-leaning outlet Daily Beast. It read, "And then they came for Big Bird. Public broadcasting reels from Trump's plan to destroy it." The subheadline continued. Next on President Trump's hit list: public broadcasting. His plan to defund it will have a decimating effect on access to nuanced journalism and educational TV. Aaron had a hunch this was the author's opinion. What makes you think that? Crage prompted the eighth grader. The language of it is more of an opinion. Aaron says, decimating, destroying. Sophie Giovanoni, fourteen, isn't so sure. She thinks it might be working as publicity for Democrats because it could cause some conflict for Trump. I ask Giovanoni whether she knows what the Daily Beast is. She doesn't. 
In fact, most of the students say that outside of class, they rarely encounter much news online at all. Only one student in the whole class uses Twitter. No one even has a Facebook account. Their social media lives consist mainly of Instagram and Snapchat, one of the few platforms that still meticulously curates what news is and isn't allowed in its Discover feature. Wired recently joined Discover. For a moment, I think maybe the fact that these students aren't using Facebook or Twitter is a promising sign. Maybe the very nature of the platforms this generation is growing up with will shield it from the Internet's onslaught of misinformation. But Adam stops me short. Kids today, he says, are infograzers. Without realizing it, the memes they share and viral videos they watch each day are telling them stories about the world they live in, not all of them true. What counts as news has broadened for this generation, he says. Unless they learn to flag content and figure out why something might not be sound evidence, it sticks with them. And even if they're not skimming social media, it's become second nature to them to whip out their smartphones and Google the answers to any questions they don't know. Tools like Checkology encourage them to dig deeper than the first headline that turns up. As they get older, the spectrum of online sources they use will broaden even further, and that's when these skills will matter most, says Siula Lipkin. When we were growing up, some of the work we're doing in school might not have seemed relevant at the time, but it's teaching students skills they need for the future, she says. It gets students to practice asking questions. Or, as Sachs puts it, we're arming them before they hit the battle. The question is, as it is for all school subjects, will that practice stick as students grow up and technology evolves? The company is currently crunching the numbers on its first quantitative survey that measures how students' understanding of the topic changes from the beginning of the course to the end. Catalan, Aaron, Giovanoni, and the rest of the 8th grade class walked away from Norwood on Monday for the last time. This fall, they'll head off for high school. If, for some chance, they return to this place 20 years down the road, as I did, they will no doubt find that the world of communication has changed even more drastically since they sat in these very seats. Now, as the country continues to fight over the fundamental definition of truth, it falls to educators across the country to prepare their students for whatever mayhem those changes may bring. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.